0: Welcome back to the 1-2 Kentucky Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, we got Coach D, and he is talking through softball's performance test. And similar to the episode I did on volleyball's performance test, he's going to talk through what has been consistent in their testing for the past decade and a half, and he will also talk through the tests that have been modified and added to his program. I feel like this is a great episode for young and veteran strength coaches to listen to, and I know you're going to enjoy his conversation. Hey, everyone. Uh, Coach D. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. Um, I want to thank Coach Spurlock for asking me to do this and presenting on softball's performance testing. And um, one thing I wanted to say is, you know, for people that are listening, you know, in the morning, Afternoon, uh, evening. Um, I, I think that it's in, important just for young strength coaches to listen in on, you know, the the volleyball performance testing uh, podcast that Spurlock put together, along with uh, the one that I'm putting together for softball performance testing. I think it's good f- uh, to see a difference between both sports. That are very similar in a way too. Um, and I the reason I say that they're both similar is due to the fact that they're very, very consistent um with their their performance testing. And th- and that's due to the fact of, you know, for instance, uh, as Spurlock alluded to, it was um Craig Skinner being here uh for so long at Kentucky and and our head coach for softball, Rachel Lawson. She's been here since um uh, June of two thousand, June or July of two thousand and seven, and I joined in with their staff, and um, I started assisting Coach Tracy uh, in two thousand eleven, uh, and then when she stepped into the administrative role, uh, I, I took over that team uh, in in two thousand thirteen, uh, in the fall. And then uh, from there, I, I really went off of the, a lot of the staples that she had in her program when it came to performance testing for softball. Uh, and the, I think the, the main testing that has stayed very, very consistent with softball uh, has been their strength testing in the weight room. Um, for us, we, we do a clean, a squat and a bench and a plate pinch. And the plate pinch is something new that I've added in for the performance testing with softball. Um, and what I'm looking for there in their strength testing is you know with power clean. Um, uh, and Spurlock talked about the, his relative strength numbers that he's looking for for volleyball and my relative strength numbers for this team are a little bit different just based off of the numbers that we've had in the past from all the testing data that we have. And you know for clean that's uh, I'm looking to see our team to be about 95% or above um, for the relative strength numbers. And then for back squat, I'm looking at 125 to 150. In uh, that area, you know, it, I've seen more of a range where it used to be um, our team was maybe right around. When I took over, right, their average was right around 200 pounds that they squatted. Now we're looking at like 225 to 235 as a team average. Um, so you, I've actually seen those numbers, you know, go from like uh a 125 really everybody's staying around that 125 range now we're more more steering towards the range of that 150 uh percentage and I've got you know two to three girls that are in that you know 175 percent range um and I got one girl that is almost two times her body weight so I see that range moving up for future years but I like to keep that range the same as Spurlock is that 125 to 150 range. And then for bench press, um, just based off of the numbers that I've had in the past, I'm looking at 80% and above um, for the relative strength numbers on that. And then with those tests, I usually have that done when they come in like August. And that's a lot of that has changed really in August. It's moved kind of into September now due to the fact of the acclimation period that um, our girls have to go through when they come back from the summer of having that seven, you know, if they're gone for more than seven days uh, we've got to acclimate them back in a safe way. When, uh, we get done with that testing, like in August into September, based off when school starts, uh, we'll retest at the end of November, right before they go home, uh, for Thanksgiving break. Uh, in the past, I've, I've done where they've went home for Thanksgiving break. And then we tested the week after, uh, my testing results were not as good as what they were before. So, uh, the girls don't have to stress about, you know, Uh, how they're feeling their body as much when they go home I want them to enjoy Thanksgiving and then the last time we'll do uh, testing for all three of these lifts is in July when we're doing summer training with you know volleyball women's basketball uh, the soccer's gymnastics all the Olympic sports that are staying here over the summer Uh, we'll do that again in July so three times a year we're doing the uh, strength testing uh, with the plate pinch um the one thing with our plate pinch is that I usually do this again at the beginning of the year that August September range and then in November uh, right before they go home for Thanksgiving we just do that twice a year what I'm looking for in that plate pinch is uh, it's a very generic test but you know a big thing with softball is grip strength and you know for us it, it, you know a lot of people are like well you know what if a person can't hold on to that plate for more than 20 seconds well what we're finding out is a lot of people that don't have really, really good grip strength uh, are not able to hit like an inside pitch and really turn and, and flex that wrist and just use their grip to get through the, the softball. So what I'm looking for, just based off of numbers that we've done in the past two to three years where I've added this test in, um, I'm looking at, I want that to be one minute and above. And, that, and some of that, it's been a challenge for our team, um, but we've progressively gotten better and better each year. Going through that test and we use a uh, a 25 pound plate for that holding a plate in each hand um we go three two one they hold it and then go for max time with that um going into uh our next test um i i'd like to move into like our lower body p- uh, power testing so with our lower body power testing uh spurlock talked about this with like his standing vertical um, and getting absolute numbers, like with the reach at the beginning when the girls come in as freshmen or transfers. Um, I still do kind of the old school way of, of getting their reach each time that they test. And then I get an immediate number of what their vertical jump is. Um, I like using the vertical jump and I like using a broad jump um, for this. You know, for the reason I do both of them is because I wanna see like what the vertical uh, lower body power looks like and then what their horizontal Uh, lower body power looks like as well and looking at those numbers just based off of the past tests that we've done um, vertical jump has been really a staple in the program for a long long time going back to when coach Tracy was doing the team Uh, and I'm looking for um, the girls average to be above a 22 for their vertical jump and I'll get into this a little bit later when I'm talking about um, one of the assessments that I've gotten certified in Uh, and then in broad jump based off of the team averages in the past i'm looking for our girls to be at 55 inches or more uh, with their broad jump and then um, that that really hasn't been a a challenge for our girls our team average is right around that 55 right now so that's been really good our horizontal power has been really good with the lower half moving into our speed and change change direction testing Our speed testing, the biggest thing with softball is acceleration and change direction. So these two tests are very, very important. When it comes to our acceleration test and our speed, I'm gonna do a home to first, which is um, a 20 yard sprint with our girls. And then our five, the same as what Spurlock had talked about. Where this test has changed and where we um, used to test it, we used to test it on the turf field outside of Nutter training facility. Uh, and then we would do our five ten five over in the um, the indoor for softball. And one thing that Coach Lawson has changed this year is she's wanted to make it more realistic for the game of softball. So we've moved to now we're doing our home to first literally on the field on the dirt with the girls using their cleats. And then with the five ten five we do that on the field as well on the dirt using their cleats as well. Um, so our the other thing that I've changed on my end since she's done that is like, okay, well, let's just, if we're going to do this all at one time, let's uh, change from, you know, a handheld device using a stopwatch to using timing gates. So this year we've added in the timing gates with our girls for home to first and 510-5, and that's been great. They, they haven't been very happy with the numbers, but they're very, very af- accurate numbers. And I think that for moving forward with this team um, having more standardized numbers and, and more accurate numbers will help with just put inputting the data um, each day. So when we do that 20 yard sprint, um, I'm looking for the team average to be below a 3-0 and, and then I, that's not going to be everybody. You, it ranges so much from your corner infielders to your middle infielders to your outfielders to your catchers to your pitchers. There's a wide range. You want uh, hitters that are slap hitters to be very, very fast runners. You've got power hitters that they're built to hit balls over the fence. Um, so there's a wide range, but I think, you know, big thing with our softball team is we're trying to be as athletic as possible. So I think that uh, that three second and below for their home refers is very feasible for our team. The 5-10-5, I'm looking for our girls times to be a, a below uh 4-8 um as a group and again it goes back to our girls being very athletic and it's not a standard that is um out of reach for our entire team including you know your power hitters uh compared to your slap hitters. Um with that testing, uh we do that once a month with our girls throughout the fall and then when they come back in January, we'll do that again um right in preseason. And the reason that we do it once a month is due to the fact of saying, okay, where are we at with our program, you know, is the our girls really, really sore from practice, from their lifts, from their fall ball games, um, and I like tracking that throughout the entire fall. And then when they get back in January, we should be pretty damn fresh when it comes to uh, testing our our 20 yard sprint and our five ten five. 5 um, with uh with that speed so again like i talked about it we'll do it in september october november january um and then the same with the 5105 as well uh with the um the next test going into it is our fitness test, the 100-yard shuttle that Spurlock had talked about with the volleyball team. He tests it on the court. Uh, we test the 100-yard shuttle in the softball indoor. The reason that we use the softball indoor is it's very consistent turf, and our and our testing surface is a lot better than um, the turf that may be outside at Nutter training facility or even the Nutter indoor. Um, one and the other thing is, is we're, we've got very consistent lines. So we we have usually the white foul line in the indoor, and then we put down um, some thick tape that our girls know, and it's just, just our standardized testing area that we've used in the past. One thing for young strength is strength coaches to listen into here is understanding that uh, you you don't want to train your you you don't want to change your your training services a lot, and it get, comes back to the consistency of our testing is trying to stay as consistent as possible with the testing services that you're using year in and year out. Um, so with that fitness test a little bit different than, uh, what coach Spurlock had talked about, we'll do that conditioning test in August, September, again, when we acclimate those girls back, uh, before they go home in November and then we'll retest them in January. And then again, in July, uh, with our test, I used to be like a minute and a half, um, rest between the sets i've moved that to about a 145 because we're a little bit more individualized with our times uh and our times range from a 23 a 24 a 25 and a 26 um being on that time the reason i put those times is to get those times together because i didn't feel like our girls that were slappers or speed runners um were getting challenged at a 26 so we've kind of individualized to hey our middle infielders our slap hitters Um, Our outfielders should be in that 23 to 24 range. Our girls that are corner infielders, catchers, um, pitchers should be in that 25 to 26 range. And I think we're with the team that we're at right now, we literally have, I think, maybe one or two girls at 26. And we've really filtered into that 23, 24, 25 range. Um, With that, it's a one-to-one rest somewhat, you know, a girls that are running 23 seconds, it's a 26 second rest time in between each rep when we're doing our four sets of two with that. Um, At the, you know, at 10 back five times for one set. So going off of that fitness test, once we're done with the fitness test, um, we are pretty much done with like the strength testing, the lower body testing, our speed testing, and then our fitness testing. Uh, One thing that, We've added that's new into our system now is our on-base U assessment, which is our um, our assessment that we do with the girls. Uh, we'll do this assessment usually August September range, um, November, like when they're getting ready to go home, and then we'll do it in January and then June when they come back before we start the summer. Um, and the one thing so in, when was it, it was, I think, um, July, no, I'm sorry, June of 2020, Uh, we went through that spring, COVID happened, everything was shut down with baseball, softball, and I sat down with Coach Lawson, I talked about, hey, I think that um, we need to get certified with OnBaseU, it's something that, you know, the big league teams are using, there's 27 teams that are using in the big leagues, um, it's very, it, it, a lot of it is related to baseball, but they're moving into the softball realm and coach Lawson's like, Hey, let's look into it. I said, if we're going to do this, it's very, very expensive. Um, but I think that if we can get myself certified from the pitching side and Brie, our athletic trainer, um, that would help us on the pitching side. And then for her to relate to like our hitters, I think it would be good if she got certified on the hitting side. So. Uh, when we're going through that, that on base you assessment, the biggest thing um, that we're looking for is, I, you know, there isn't one certain way to play the game of softball. And there isn't a certain way that like a person moves in, in softball, everybody's different. But like, how can we make them move more efficient to, to be able to, to play the game of softball a little bit better? If, say that we're doing an assessment test on the girls and um, their assessment on their ankle mobility isn't very good or their stability. Um, we're able to assess and maybe take that, You know, from the highest score being a three, um, and maybe they're a one when they come in, can we take that and move it to a one and a half or maybe a two by the end of their career over the course of time? Is it gonna make them a better softball player? It may not, but is it gonna make them a better mover? Probably. So this is one area that we thought we could improve on as a staff. So in uh June of 2020, uh Bree Papato, the athletic trainer and myself got certified on the pitching side with the um the body softball connection uh certification test. And then Coach Lawson uh, had gotten certified on the, the body uh softball connection uh hitting test. And uh it was probably one of the best things that we've possibly done. Um With our girls, there's a a collection of tests that we take our girls from. With this certification and with this assessment, um, there's different types of grouping that I wanted to go through with everybody. And that first grouping is your core control grouping. And from both sides, from the hitting and pitching side, you have to do both of these tests, from a pelvic tilt test to a pelvic rotational test. Uh, The next grouping is your rotation. Um, and both sides from the hitting and pitching side. You have your toe tap test, your hip 45 test, and then your seated trunk rotation. Uh, Moving into uh, the stride grouping, okay? So the only difference here, we we use a sidestep walkout test um, for the pitchers and a push off test for the pitchers, a heel lift test for the pitchers. And then the one that's similar with this test is the ankle rock. Um, test that we use for the hitters and the pitchers. And then the last test of that stride grouping is the ankle roll test that we just use for pitching, um, assessing. And then the next grouping is our maintain upright posture uh, positioning. This one is just for the pit or the next two are just for the pitchers, the half kneeling, narrow base, and then the lunge with extension test. Uh, The one test that we use for both hitters and pitchers is the wide squat test, the next grouping that we go into is the arm grouping. Um, and this is just for our, our pitchers. We do a um, a shoulder 90-90 test, a windshield wiper test, and a forearm 80-80 test. Uh, and then the last grouping that, have, that we have is uh, for our hitting assessment um, that we use on both sides for pitching and hitting is our lateral step test, our shoulder 46 test, our separation test, our holding angle test, and our hitchhiking test. So a lot of tests that we go through. Uh, And the reason, um, again, we got our athletic trainer certified in this is because when we do assess our girls in August, uh, slash September and November, um, January and July, we're able to be a little bit more efficient with um, getting through the assessment piece. And it does take some time. We're able to uh, go through a group of probably five to six girls uh, in about 20 minutes. Um, so we've got really gotten that down pat in the last couple of years. Um, so based off of uh, the on-base U assessment, so a lot of this, uh, the things that we've learned from this and, and adding into our performance testing is um, adding in something that we can see um, where we what our core strength looks like and where it's developed. Uh, another thing is what are our upper body plyometric strength look like. And then the last thing is like, what's our rotational power look like? So with the U test and, and what we've learned throughout the certification is we have a med ball sit up and throw test. Figuring out what size med ball we use for our girls is for every um, pound of body or for every 20 pounds of body weight is a pound for their med ball. So if a girl weighs 160 pounds, we use an eight pound med ball. Uh, for that girl. And for that sit up and throw test is um, a standardized test that we use with our girls now to figure out what their core strength looks like. And we'll, again, like I talk about, we we do these these three tests. We do the sit up and throw, the chest pass, and the shot put throw. And we'll do that in August, September, November, and January. With that sit up and throw, they will do uh, in a bent knee position laying on their back. They'll have the med ball overhead, and they throw as far as they can for distance. What we're looking for in that distance is 16 feet or more. Um, Right now, our team average is right around 14, and that was really in August and September. I haven't done the numbers yet in November when we did our testing to see where we're at now, Um, but that should be over that 16 mark with our group. Um, the next test, our med ball chest pass. So we'll sit on a seat with their back completely flat against the um, the back of the chair. And they will, sh- they will throw that med ball from their chest and out to full extension. And what we're looking for there is 17 feet or more with that test. And right now our team average that was back in August, September was uh, 16.4 feet, uh, which we should be well over that with our upper body strength. And then the last test that we do with our girls is the uh, shot put throw Uh, again, this is August September November January. Um, What we're looking for here is on your your dominant side Okay, we all know that our dominant side we're going to be able to throw. uh, is further than our non dominant side, but how close can we get our non dominant side to our dominant side what we're looking for, there is a difference of 10% or less with our girls from their dominant side to their non dominant side with that um right now our team average from you know the right side is 29.6 feet and then on the left side it's 26.7 uh, feet a difference of just below 10 percent as a team and that's really good at this point um when we tested in august and September, we should be a lot better in november as well and then the last thing that i wanted to talk about was uh with our horsepower that is based off of uh, the on base U assessment. What we're looking for in the horsepower number is we want that total number to be above 55. And how you find that 55 number is that you tally up your, your vertical jump, which I had said that we want our girls to be above 22 um, inches. And then our med ball chest pass, we want that number to be above 16. And then our med ball sit up and throw, we want that to be. Um, I'm sorry, that we want our med ball sit up and throw to be 16, and we want our chest pass to be at 17. I'm sorry, that was a correction I wanted to I had that flip-flopped, is that adds up to 55. Right now, our team averages at 52.5, and that was in August, September. We should be a lot further than that. And again, with that horsepower number, we're looking at the vertical jump, lower body power, which is super important for the game of softball. The sit up and throw. We're looking at their core power. Okay. What's that look like? And then their chest pass, looking at their upper body power. So we're looking at all aspects when it comes to our performance testing as a softball player. Uh, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is our body composition with our girls. Um, like Spurlock alluded to, uh, previously in his, in his performance, uh, talk with, uh, volleyball is there's, all different types of bodies that we're dealing with. I've got girls that are six, one, six, uh, six foot. I've got girls that are five foot. I got a, I got girls that are five eight, and there's a wide range of girls and, and their limb lengths, um, all matter when it comes to this. So in, in body composition, um, and one thing that we really hone in on is just our fat free mass percentage with our girls. We're looking for our girls to be above 80%. they leave here and that's the number that we really focus in at the end of the day um if their performance on the field is really really good we're going to relate back to all these performance tests and say okay how is our testing looking in the weight room if they're playing really good on the field then let's keep it that way if they're not performing as well as they want on the field then let's start looking at all these performance tests that we're putting together relate that to our body composition testing and look at the fat free mass hey are we trending up are we trending down Um, and that all relates together and going off of all this information that I'm telling you guys right now on softballs, performance testing, uh, we, we input all of this data into Microsoft teams and that data gets put into power BI, which is a new system that kind of our university is trying out right now, um, that we're using with volleyball and softball, which those two teams are the most consistent teams when it comes to their performance testing over the past, you know. 10 to 15 years that they've been doing all this testing. And for softball, we usually meet at the end of the semester and give them a visual of, hey, it's all color coordinated from, if you're trending in the right direction, it's gonna be in the green. If you're not trending in the right direction, it's gonna be red. Um, So they're visually able to see these numbers and and where they're trending as a student athlete. We have a ranking system with our girls where, hey, um, out of all these performance tests, you know, where do you stand within the team of the 24 girls that we have, so a lot of stuff going on with performance testing, Um, again, at the end of the day, we, I've had the staples with this program since um, Coach Tracy has laid the foundation for our group, and again, like, as any strength coach would tell you, and for all the young strength coaches that are listening, it's super important to understand that, like, you have to you have to evolve and you have to adapt to new things that are being brought into the system. And the one biggest thing that's been added to the the softball program is our on-base U assessment. And um, I just want to thank everybody out there uh, that helped us get that certification and get us rolling with that because it's helped our team out tremendously. Uh, I want to thank you all again uh, for listening in, and um, hope to be back on here soon with the podcast. Go Cats!